Welcome to In the Closet. We're here with myself and or Felicia, depending on who you're talking. I'm not even going to summon Felicia. No, Felicia is not here. I'm Felicia's, getting ready to. Felicia's on vacation. No, she's not. I'm getting ready to put up episode number three or four of my menopause series on our on our page today, talking about my hot flashes. But anyway, I'm not going to talk about it here. But why are you making that face? Just the menopause stuff makes me make faces. Um, I just got out of the best jacuzzi bath that I've had in, since we've lived in this house and had a jacuzzi tub. I've taken them, but not like I took them tonight. So I came home and Jeff said, are you going to eat? That's what he, that's, I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I didn't really girls, finish my sentence. Girls got to like, eat. I was in the zone cause I was, I was unloading groceries, putting them away. Nate and the dog were like swarming around me. Like, they wouldn't get out of my zone. Like, right. where I was trying, I was in the kitchen and trying to get everything put away. So, I was in that frantic, like, so I meant to say, hey, do you want something to eat now or later? Yeah. Right. And but I, I said, said, you want something? Are you going to eat? Right. So, that, that. And I was like, wow. And I said, well, yeah, why? And he said, well, I just didn't know when, when to draw your bath. <laughs> and I was like, say, what? You didn't know you're gonna. You, what is happening? He's like, I. He said you need to take a jacuzzi bath, and I'm gonna go get it ready for you. And I was like, okay. So he did, and I came up, and there was like 20 candles lit, and the water was hot. There was a spot of oil in there to make it nice, smelled good, and I sat in there for probably 30 minutes. I just got out, and my skin feels soft, and I feel relaxed. You didn't have to give me public credit for that. That was just was me nice. trying to take care of you. I know. It was Because you've nice. been struggling lately. You don't sleep well. No, I don't. You're having a lot of side effects because of just the sleeplessness alone. Right. And then you got hot flashes, which I'm glad you didn't have one while you are in there, did you? Not when I was in there, no. Oh, good. No. I'm worried about... The, the times I'm worried about hot flashes for you are like when I do something nice for you like that and then it's ruined. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which yeah. is selfishly for me and the other one is during sex, which is selfishly for me. I haven't done I haven't so had that, that yet during be, sex. So that would be bad. Yeah. You know? Right. I could make a joke, but I'm not going to. Oh my gosh. Of course you could make a joke. Um you so, have to punch me in the face. I would never punch you in the mm. face. I don't think. Felicia might, but I wouldn't. Right, but that's the tricky. That's the tricky part with this Felicia character. She's a, like a ninja. Right, she sneaks up on Felicia's you. a ninja. Like I, I like like the other day when it seemed like things were lightening up, and Felicia had like packed it in and was like, you know what, I've really worked overtime today <laughs> and this weekend, so I'm going to go ahead and go to bed early, and I'll see you guys in about a week because I put in some time. Right, that doesn't happen. And all of a sudden, it's such lighting up, and then I crack a joke, and you're like. Unleash. I know it happens and like crying that. Crying and like Matt and I'm like, I know. it's a joke. I know, I know. I've joked like this for twenty years. Well, but now I know. with Felicia, Felicia, it's only been a month or two right. that we've been joking like this. You gotta learn about her. But I can't. That's something that's hard for me because it's uh, it's different from and, and like that's what I said. I think that's a good joke. That's a good bit. Better write it down. It's a good bit. Like, it's, you know what? That's, I'm thinking now, you know, it might be, maybe 
all these years I'm bragging about not having a high-maintenance woman, a naggy woman, and a moody woman. Maybe the whole point of having a high-maintenance moody woman is so you're ready for menopause. Otherwise, you get hit by a truck and you're blindsided because you're like, who is this person? Well, like you were. Yes, I was blindsided. Like, I'm like, wait, and I still am having a tough time adjusting because I not only have a problem with trying to figure out when Felicia's going to show up, I always have had a problem with wanting things to be okay, and then I relax, and then I get hit by a truck. But it's because I go back, I have that, like, amnesia, that, like, everything's okay, be happy amnesia, when it's not always. And Felicia will be hiding around the corner. I don't see her. I don't know if she's alive. I don't know if she's there. I'm like, walking and, and bam, there she is. I know. I, I mean, and she goes away just as fast sometimes. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But it's something that you have to deal with and there's nothing we can do about it except just try to deal with it. That's yeah, what that's I, the only so. option yep. that, that has you still here. Right. Right. Not like not drug down over the hill somewhere. and Not unless you drag me. Um, I have... A list of relation ten relationship rules. Do you want to talk about them? I don't know. <laughs> I, I was not prepped this. on this. There was no prep. There's no prep. I found no. There's none. For I, ha- this? I haven't there's even no- read through them. To be honest, oh, I saw wow. ten relationship rules on somebody's Insta, and I screenshotted it. That's kind of good though, because then we can say yeah. what do we think. Yeah. Is this BS or not? Right. Okay. So number one, and these are not, I guess, in any order. Like this number one is not the most important or the least important. I think it's just a tip. Um, it says, admit when you're wrong and they are right. Ooh. That's hard Ooh. to do. You know what? It's hard to do, but it's hard to do up front for me when we get into a fight. Same. I, even if I know up front that I'm wrong and you're right and I know that up front, I've got to, I got to get a good fight in and then towards the end I'll be like, all right, look, you're right. You're right. I think that's I think that's natural for almost anybody, especially when you've been together a while and you're like really close. I think to know somebody, I was telling somebody that today. I was like, sometimes I'm just a jerk, and they were like, I can't see you ever being, you know. I'll, oh, everybody always says that. Here we go. I can't see you being a jerk, and I'm like, no, I'm not like I don't get like crazy my, loud. My number and, is six seven eight. <laughs> it's not like I get loud and ugly, but it's like I know her just like if I knew you or them in that way. Like yeah. we're always together. I'm like, this is going to irritate her. Me right. having a smirk yes. and being calm and then just saying snarky little things after yeah. she says something. I know it's going to eat your insides out. Yeah. Like, and I do it, and then an hour later, I'm like, why the hell did you do that? What is wrong with you, man? Well, it's funny because you're right. You're not normally, even in our worst of worst fights, which we had a real good one the other day, even in the worst of worst fights, you really still don't get that loud. You don't, you say mean things. You say mean things, but you say them in I this. I say some mean things. And you say it, well, everybody does. And you say it in this tone that's almost worse than if you just yelled it at me. You the, know what I'm saying? The thing is, 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 I feel like when I look back at the times I do get loud, anytime I get loud and start being, like, just talking and being loud and angry, I've lost it. Yeah, and I say it. things I don't even know I'm saying. Well, yeah, I mean, everybody like does I, that. I and think. I never get to that place. It takes so much. From, when I get there, it's like I just lose control of my words. And I just get loud and ugly and 
lose it, and then I regret every bit of it. I know. Every bit of it I regret. Most of the time people do. But it doesn't happen very often. Usually I just regret the things I say calmly. Right. You know? Yeah. And they're not as bad as those things, but they're still hurtful, and they're not nice, and you shouldn't say them, and I always have to apologize for it. But you're right. That first one, I was listening to a couple on a podcast the other day, and they had Dr. Drew on there, Mm -hmm. and they were talking about that, and they, like, have this rule... He's talking about contempt. He said, all marriages, pretty much that's the one thing you can count on in a marriage is when you start seeing contempt one for the other, that's when you know the divorce is coming. What is contempt? What do you mean by contempt? There's, I'm going to have to read the definition. They're talking about it. Um, Usually that's what you do on a podcast. Talk about things. But they were like, they were like, really, the couple was like, we know that and we've listed you on that. So when we start to act that way towards each other or there's contempt or you feel it, we try to call each other out and say, no, you got to, you know, because it, it, contempt it, is, it, it kind of grabs you and it, it holds on. I think contempt is going against something that like, I mean, it's like not having any, like, you're not following what you agreed to follow or something. Like, I just know from the legal world that. If you're in contempt of court, you're going something against the what the court ordered. So it's contempt in a relationship. You're going against something that you all agreed on. Something just is it spite? Is it what I mean? What is it's it? It's like spite. It says here, contempt. The feeling that a person or a thing is beneath consideration, worthless, or deserving scorn. He showed his contempt for his job by doing it very badly. He showed his contempt for me by not giving me what I need. But I think that I don't know that I agree with that statement. Like, because I think contempt would be when you know that maybe I like something or I need something or you take it away and you and you and you do it because you're contempt. It's it's you're beyond resentful. There's resentful but then there's contempt. Like hmm. now you're contempt. You just don't even care. You don't even care if I'm yeah. without it and I'm satisfied or I'm okay. Now you're just like Yeah. I don't care. It doesn't make me feel bad when I recover and I say, okay, it was just a bad fight and I've had a few bad days and I and I want to be back into the zone with you. You're just like, I don't care. Yeah. Get over it. I don't have any more remorse or, you know, yeah. it's. I think that's kind of what they're getting at with contempt. Yeah, I mean, that happens. It happens in relationships. Um, the act of, the, well, here under Webster, it says, definition of contempt 1A, the act of despising the state of mind of one who despises, disdain, glared at him in contempt. Gosh, I don't think that... Lack of respect or reverence for something acting with contempt for public safety. They're just giving examples. I don't think that there would be anything that could happen in our relationship where I would despise... No, I'm serious. Where I would despise... I mean, even the worst of worst. even, Even if you cheated on me and I found out. I don't think that I could despise you. That's such a strong word. Yeah, I've been with no, you so long you. that I'm... whatever happened, you could come in and you could say, Angie, I think you are nasty. You, I'm over you. I found this young girl. Da, 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 da. We're going to go with her. And the only... I, I'm so listen, glad I don't have to say it now. Thank you. I know, right? <laughs> listen, even then, I'd be mad. I'd be upset. I'd be mad at you. I would be hurt. I'd be crushed. My world would be crushed. And I probably would say you things. You would scream and yell at things and probably yes, say things. That... But I wouldn't despise you. I think the only thing that you could do to make me despise you is if you 
had my kids change their feelings about me, talked bad. Like if you did that yes. and then you went off and you talked bad about the kids yes. or, or if I did that to you and we decided yes. to split up. And even though I did wrong, if you turned my kid, if you talked bad about me and turned my kids about me, I might be able to get close on the despise train for you too. because no matter what you do to me, like I said, even if you leave me for Victoria secret supermodel, Victoria's secret I model, turn them all down. Listen, I'm being serious. Like if you, if you, if you, <laughs> if you left me for someone like that, and even you said horrible, nasty things to me, to my kids, I might be like, "Yes, your dad has upset me, and I'm, I am upset, and I'm mad, but he is a good man." I would never turn, try, talk bad about you to my kids. I can swear on a stack of Bibles. I can swear on anybody's life. You would do. I would never do that to my kids. Never ever. say never. I no, I wouldn't. Because you are a good dad. No matter what you do to me, no matter what you do to our relationship, no matter what you do to our life as a family, I mean, as long as it's not violent, obviously, you're a good dad. So why why would I take that from them? Why would I take that from them? You know what I mean? And I don't know why people That's do true. that. That's true. People do that, and I don't understand. I don't it, understand well, I think it. It's just a, I think it's an insecurity thing, and I think it's maybe a panic thing. Maybe something they probably would reg- they probably regret you, it later, I'm right? Telling if they you, do it out well, of life. yeah, because especially like I said, if they're a good parent. Now, if they're a crappy parent, if they're abusive to their kids, if they're neglectful, if they're not in their life, that's a different story. Then you're not a good father, you're not a good mother, you're not in your kid's life. But if you're in your kid's life and you have a relationship with your kids, especially like we do, and I, I would never because yeah. that's hurting them. It's it's, it's not, not hurting really us. hurting. Yeah. It's like you. it's like yeah, it's I mean, it's like, hurting you, but. Having anger towards somebody that you don't you don't see or anymore or talk to, you're you're only hurting yourself. You're yeah. not hurting that person that right. you never see. Him. Right. Yeah. But in this situation, that could only you're only you're not only losing the relationship and hurting your relationship and not having that anymore with your spouse. Now you're making sure your kid just so they just so that you feel some kind of satisfaction. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Which, yeah, looking at it from our spot right now, it's sad. I just think people lose control, and I think people get into a comfort, comfortable place where they feel justified in doing so because they were hurt so bad. I, I understand that, but you seriously have to take a step back and, and think about it for a second. How What the impact on your children is going to be if you bash your spouse, your Horrible. ex-spouse, your, your like I said, the, the, the parent of your child, unless... They're abusive. And you hear about it all the time. Oh, I see I mean, it all I, the time. I hear teenagers because everybody's divorced, right? I mean, I hate it. Most couples are divorced. They just 60% die out, you know? And, and you know what? I'm not knocking them because marriage is so I, hard. I'm not either. I'm just knocking the people who oh, no, talk no, no. bad I'm about just, their ex to I'm their kids. I'm just clarifying about yeah. the divorce thing because, I mean, shoot, we could call it quits. Over stuff like this past weekend, we could just, it's just, we cling and we know. That we want to make it through. Right. It's just, it, it is so hard to make it through the, you know, the kids stage. It's not the kids' fault. Right. It's just life and getting through kids. And that's what someone said that just recently is engaged and that said, me and this person, they're married. I, I, I'm glad I found them now, but we wouldn't have, we, we might not have made it through the kids' stage. The kids' stage. It's such it's a, different. it's so different yeah. and difficult. To raise kids and be on the same page because oh, you don't yeah. know what you're getting into, and it's it can be very hard. Yeah, um, people have kids to fix a marriage too, which is a huge. And you're oh, right because Lord. no, that's the last thing. <laughs> I'm do. 
You know, yeah. it's like getting a dog to make yourself happy. It's oh, gosh. Nuts. Ask Brooke about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to use that analogy for when she wants to have an extra kid to fix her marriage someday. Oh, my someday. gosh, right? Hopefully she won't. But, you know, you're right. I have a friend who's divorced, a good friend, and he is a phenomenal father. Phenomenal father. Actually, a, a good husband from, like, a good partner. You know, kind of like we are. That you know of. You don't done. live in the relationship. No, 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 Because no, no, people no. see things from the outside that might not be behind closed no, doors no, no. exactly I'm, what's going on. No, no, and that, that His wife would admit exactly what I'm saying. But there's, oh, okay. there's areas that, no, that they just couldn't do it. They weren't supposed to be together anymore, right? They weren't They weren't supposed to be together. They just weren't the right fit. But from, a like, a, 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 a father and mother, both of them were great. Like, that, he's a good father. He's there. He's doing all the things from whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Just like he's a good husband, if you want to, and and I take that back. He's a good partner because it's like us. If we just live together and we weren't together, I mean, we get things done, and it's a comfortable home because it's always clean. We both nobody takes advantage. I don't just throw stuff around and let right. you pick it up. It's vice versa. Right. We're a team. But anyway, to your point, you don't want to ruin that for the kid just because you you can't. You can't make it work right. together. Right. And no right. matter what the reason behind your divorce is, I think that you don't bring it in with the kids. You only talk positive. Like, I, my parents were divorced for a hot minute, okay? And I, I went through a few years of that time, and they, they didn't really talk nice about each other in front of me. And it affects you. You don't want to hear your dad talk crap about your mom or your mom talk crap about your dad no matter what the situation was. You just don't because no matter what, it's it's your mom and it's your dad. You know what I'm saying? So yes. it's it's just it's just a bad thing. And it's really I, I don't think I don't think that the divorce destroys kids as much as the hatred that they see their parents have towards each other sometimes. I think that's the part that destroys the kids because I know a lot of families who are divorced but they still get along. They sit together at at sure. sporting events, you know, they might not have Christmases together, but you know, the kids playing basketball, we're in the stands together, we're laughing, we're cheering for them, everybody's getting right, along. Right. It's it's when that doesn't happen, and you have to look up in the stands and you see your dad on one side and your mom on the other side, and they're sitting across it and they're glaring at each other. That's what destroys a kid. Or they're playing games like bringing women or bringing men. Or, yeah. You know. Or, but just, I mean, even that. I mean, even no, that. No, but I'm saying just certain, to get under. Just to get under yeah, their yeah, skin. Yeah. Yeah. No, after a certain point, you have to be like, but, hey. But I mean, I, it's, that's just my opinion. And coming from a coming from a family who was divorced for a hot minute, which is funny. My parents were divorced and they got remarried to each other. Well, crazy story. So they're back together, together now, now, which I think yeah. it happens. Um, that happens. I just know that I... During that time when they were divorced, all I wanted as a 11, 12-year-old girl, so Nate's age, all I wanted was them to be happy. I didn't care if they were together being happy. Well, if they're happy, you're comfortable. I wanted them. I wanted to see my dad happy. I wanted to see my mom happy. I wanted to see them laughing. And if they would have just been amicable with each other, I'm okay with it. I still saw, I can still see my dad. I can still see my mom. I get two birthdays. I get two Christmases. I get two of everything. Hey, you know what I mean? I'm not making light of divorce. I'm just saying you can make it to where well, your kids aren't miserable. They're they're not. Yeah. If in your situation, too. I mean, you know, it it was better and you probably felt more comfortable because 
when they were together and they were married still, they were it was a time which was shaky. They right? weren't getting along. They, they were, were fighting, along, a fighting a lot. And so that creates more stress on a sure. kid than sure. people realize when you sure. when you know that's going on. Right. Because that's all your security, right? right? That's everything to you. You want to come home and feel secure and feel confident and know that... And, and I'm sure you felt confident that you are going to eat and everything was taken care of and you had a nice place. And yeah, a great place I wasn't sleep. scared in that but way. for no. them to not be on the same page or not get along, yeah, it puts stress on you, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm sure seeing them... Like, letting that die down yeah. when they're separate, you're probably like, wow, I don't have to have anxiety. Yeah. I don't have to stress over, like... Well, I didn't, but they weren't too nice to each other, though, when they were apart, either. So, it was kind of still a little bit shaky, but, I mean, I'm just saying, it's... I don't know how we got off on this long tangent of this, but I just think that everybody thinks, oh, divorce, oh, the poor kids. I mean, I... Maybe I'm mean, but I, I've, I've been in it, and it's not necessarily, oh, the poor kids. Not all the time, but the majority... Of, it's not poor kids, but it jacks kids up. I, like, does it, though? Yeah, the majority, yeah. I don't Most know. People they I know a lot of people were, who are divorced, and the kids are fine. I'm like, talking... If you talk to them as an adult, the stuff that they develop, that they, they, there's a lot of kids that go through divorces, and they don't... Until they're adults... They don't realize they may have certain They might issues. have some relationship issues. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, I that, do. Or even even anxiety or depression or, or you know, separation issues and protect I, I still, themselves I, because I, of certain things that happen. I still it think... It depends on how you handle it. That's what I'm saying. I think it depends on how you handle it. I'm not, I'm not a relationship therapist or counselor, but I'm thinking if you are, you know, some of those families we talked about who are, who, who are apart, they have separate spouses now I think and but they still come together and be and they're supportive of each other and when they when they trade the kid off they're nice to each other you know I think I don't I think there still would have to be even if you didn't like I think even if even if you did something and we'd split up even if it made me so mad and angry and ugly and I had a period of time where I struggled I'd have to fake it until I got through that period Right. Yeah. And then there'd have to be, I mean, for the kid, they'd have to see that you at least like each other yeah. or you don't have to like each other, but you almost have to act like it. Well, sure. Fake it till you make it type thing because the kid needs, I mean, they just need to, you don't have to like spend time together. I'm just saying like right. with a handoff. Right. It's got to be like, Hey, how are you doing? That's what I'm saying. See, I think that's he just. Is. You need anything. And it can't be these stupid games where, you know, the stuff people play, like, you know, like, uh, someone I know that just recently divorced, the the spouse, like, doesn't let the kids have their iPads at the house when he's, when they're with this parent, because they don't want him communicating with the other parent whatsoever when, when they're with yeah, this parent. Yeah, that's crazy. I, so that's they don't want much. them texting, they that's don't want them calling. Much. That's not They don't right. want... So he, they he, don't bring him here. You're not allowed to have him. See, I don't agree with that. And then the other parents like, I don't bother the kid. Like, but they, but I want to know like they can reach me. Well, the, yeah. even though I know they're safe with their dad, but they still like. There's a girl for a girl, you know, a mom and a daughter. I'm just saying, I wouldn't be cool with that. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. be cool but with that. But stuff like that, it's like, come on. Yeah. It, you know. Yeah. Let's just. But is the other it's person? His house. I don't even know who you're talking about, but. I mean, is the other person, you know, talking bad about the other parent and the, and the dad or the whoever it is that, 
you know, no, they don't, the opposite. They don't, they don't want them communicating with them while they're on their time if the other person's talking bad about them, if that even made sense. No, it's actually the opposite. The, the one's so bitter, I think. It's trying to make no. things difficult. I don't know. I just, I couldn't, I, I don't have time for that. If you ever left me, I, I don't have time for all that drama. I want my, I want my family, because you're still family, I want them to be happy. And so if that means that, I mean... I don't have time now. If you left me, I wouldn't have any time for anything. Like the stuff you do to keep make like my life easier with kids. What do you do? I know. You know? I know. I know. But like, I guess we're kind of got into the whole kid phase and how tough it can be and how it's like, well, you know, you could have half the week off and date around and not have the other week (laughs) off and date around and you could have the kids back and then I could, you know, and then they just. Hey, I mean, our kids are older now. We don't really have to worry about that. No, but, we don't. And I we think don't. the older that the kids get, too, I'm not saying the easier, but it, 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 I think it is. I think that they can be so young it won't affect them that much because they're so young. And I think that they can be, you know, to the stage where they're a little bit older and it's just like they can even understand relationships because they've been in some themselves. Yes. Not like ours, not like a marriage, but, you know, a relationship to be like, okay, well, you know. It is, it is kind of what it is. I mean, like I said, not that they're not going to be upset or affect them, but I think there's this like middle time where it's like, okay, this is a critical time in this kid's life. Like, Like, I don't know. I think it's between like, I don't know. I'm just putting it out there like nine and like 14. Well, they're defining themselves. They're like, yeah. They can't define themselves without everything being in place. Right. And when things are shifting at that time in their life. Right. And I'm not, I'm speaking out of guessing. I don't know. Oh, me too. I don't have any clue. I don't, I don't know the science behind it. And my parents never got divorced. Yeah. So I never dealt with it. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm talking about other than looking from the outside. All I know is it's got to be. Well, I, when my parents were divorced, it was during kind of a critical time for me. I was, you know, golly, I think I was like 10 to 12 in that range. So it was kind of like a weird time for me and I was the big sister so I felt like I had to protect you know my brother and it just was it was just a big mess but um I was I think that actually honestly me going through that made me who I am today it's part of my story so I don't think I'd be nearly as resilient Mm -hmm. I don't think I'd be nearly as um what's the word I, I think resilient maybe is the word adaptable I can adapt to change. Um, I usually stay pretty calm in situations. Um, I, I said I deal with change, and that's really not true. I I do ultimately deal with change. Up front, it's hard for me, but ultimately I do. You you, you deal with it. You All I'm it. saying is I think it. you go through things in your life, and I think it, it it's part of your story, and it makes you who you are. Because if you don't go through those things in life, then you're going to be a totally different person, if that makes sense. You're going to be a different person, and, and it's actually your mental 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 minds mental state mindset like yeah. you have a very good positive mindset like looking at it that way and then shifting and taking that as fuel and positive and that's i think helps you be more resilient and, and some people do it like that and some people may remember and be like oh my parents are divorced my life sucks you know well, i don't know it depends too you know maybe you, it does so much plays a part because i remember i mean you were early high school you know, I started dating, and you were you're still insecure. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you were you were always worried because you had you saw their marriage, so that's what right. marriage looked like. So you were always there was problems with that's us. That's true. And then, what would have happened if you if you and me broke up after you and you date like five or six times? What would your development been like? And the and the and the you know what I mean? Kind of like the the dominoes of 
seeing their relationship, and then all of a sudden you're going through multiple relationships yeah. and not getting commit. You know, instead of like, okay, we built years after years after years, and then you're like, you know what, I'm doing this, and we've and I know I've got something special, and we're doing it different. I think that's what makes me fight so hard is because I I watched my parents go through that, and so many of my, I mean, oh, I mean, let me think. I can't even think really of any, maybe a couple people whose parents were stayed together during, you know, school. And I think that's what made me say, okay, when I find the guy that treats me right, that I like, that I'm attracted to, that I get along with it, I'm just going to like kind of just dig in and, and fight. I mean, with everything that I have, because I saw what happened and I didn't want that to happen to me. You know what I mean? Right. So if I wouldn't have seen that, I don't know. I might have been more loose with everything. I, I don't know. So basically, I just got to you before any other dude. Yeah. Cool. No. I'm glad Come it worked on. out. No, but you're the one that always says, <laughs> there's not just one person for everybody. So I mean, maybe, maybe yes. Maybe that is exactly what happened. Maybe you got uh, to me before somebody else. I don't I'm know. I'm kidding around. I'm kidding around. You, you, maybe I got to you, you before You have to be compatible. Else. And ultimately, well, sure you and do. you have to click, and you can't dig in until you figure it out. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But I'm just saying. I was just making a joke. No, I know. I'm just saying I, I think that's what made me fight so hard is because I saw everybody else give up. And I'm just like, I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. It takes a lot for me to give up. I'm, say, I'm not saying I've never given up on anything. I'm just saying that it takes a lot for me to give up on something. And I think it's because of everything that I've had to go through in my past. Not that it's been anything horrible. And, I mean, I'm not playing that card i'm just saying i have gone through some stuff and i think it's just made me who i am and that's what i try to tell my kids and teach my kids that yeah you might go through some things that kind of suck in life and no, no, no. hard times you will no you will and but that is exactly those times are exactly where you grow yep. because if you don't go through those times if you don't you know go through some through some struggle you're not gonna grow Ooh, that's good you know what i mean yeah. you're not gonna you, you, you have to. There, there, you have to. So you have to have rain to get a rainbow. You know what I mean? You have, you to, have to. You have to go through these times in order to grow and to become a, a, the person that you're ultimately going to become. Otherwise, if you don't, you're going to sit around. You're going to be a spoiled brat who gets everything they want, everything handed to them, and everything taken care of. And them. you won't have a true relationships And you will never have a good relationship because nobody is compatible with that shit. Or Nobody's compatible with somebody who gets everything they want, gets everything handed to them, gets bailed out of every situation, and gets everything they want. No. And, and, and lives with parents who make sure their life is happy all the time and never lets them struggle. No, failure is huge. And that's what so. I saw. It goes along with what you just said. A guy that I like to follow that does a lot of inspirational stuff. He's a big inspiration, has conquered a lot of things in his life. But he said, Life isn't about the money. Life isn't about the car. Life isn't about the house. Life isn't the thing. What defines you in this life is your scars. Yes. Your failures. Yep. Not just your physical scars. Yep. Your failures, the things that are going to crush you, but you're going to get up no matter what. Yep. You're going to be the fastest. I think he said you're going to be the fastest up because it happens to all of us. But yep. are you going to get up fast? Are you going to get up hard? And are you going to charge? Yeah. And you're going to make it something that makes you better. Are you going to turn it into something that can make you better or are you going to let it drag you down? Right. And make you weak? Right. Because it's going to happen. There, There's a Jason Mraz song. Uh, I think it's called, I think it's 93 million miles. It's one of my favorite ones. But there is a part in the song where it says, um, 
Sometimes it may seem dark, but the absence of the light is a necessary part. Yes. Right? Yes. So that's true. That Sometimes you've got to be in the darkness, you know what I mean, before yes. the light. So I, I don't know. Wow, we got really, and we're not even counselors. Well, it's not even we're about not counseling. We're not, this is well, just this is raw. Life. This is real. It's life. It's, this is just life. It's our experiences as in a relationship, but also outside a relationship. Right. As On personal level, career, you know, with kids making I, mistakes. It, well, and I talked, and it's funny because I went back, I was going through our podcast, and I went back and I... I stumbled upon somehow um, the one that I did about when you were out of town about parenting teens, and I listened to some of it, and we talked to some about about that about struggle and letting them fail and letting them feel hurt and go through life instead of always like making everything padded for them. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when they're little, and and you know you're like oh, they're going up the steps, they're going up the steps, they're going up the steps. Go get them, get them, get them. Okay, stand behind them, let them fall a little bit, and get just a teeny tiny bit hurt so they learn. Oh. If I go up the steps, I could get hurt. I mean, obviously, you're not going to let them fall down. But you know what I'm saying? Like, don't pick them up. Stand behind them and let them try to go up the steps and let them tumble a little bit but it, so it, they can it, get it. So you kind of have to do that all through, even up into their teens. you got to let them say. cry, and like Brooke was doing last night. you got to let her go through that. you got to let them go through that. But the, the, here's another thing, though, when they fail. And it sucks as a parent for your kid to go, I tried out for this and I didn't make it. I suck. Or... I can't do math. I suck. Right. You know, it, it's one thing, like, to watch them fail like we did. And as a parent, the thing you want to immediately do is you want them to be comfortable. You want to get them back to where they, they have a smile on their face because you love them so much. So you want to say, well, if it wouldn't have been for the coach's son, you would have made the team yeah, this year. Yeah, I would do that. Instead of saying, buddy, you just weren't good enough this year. Yeah. We've got to get to work. Do you want to play? Do you want to make the team next year? Because right. You need to remember what this feels like. Right. Right? Right. You need to remember. Right. Let's get to work. And, and he might not like that. He might cry more. He might think you're a terrible parent at the time. Right. But he's going to look back at that moment and say, thank God they didn't just make an excuse for me. Because what happens is they carry that on in all aspects of their life. When their marriage starts falling apart, they right. make excuses. When they don't get the promotion, they make excuses. Instead of working right. harder, they fill that void. Right. Where they should be digging in and working hard, they fill yeah. it up with these excuses. I've been guilty of it, right? And it's something that just is so destructive. Well, you're right. They take they take everything like that into their relationships with their friends and with their future spouse, and it's detrimental. So if you don't if you don't nip it on the front end, or try to at least, and if you do everything for them, make them comfortable, that you're setting them up for failure relationships, in my opinion. Right. I don't want to. Ca- I mean, of course, I get my kids what they need. Of course, I provide them with what they need. But I'm not going to cater to their every single need. I'm not going to do their homework for them. I'm, don't get me on my high horse about that. I'm not going to do their homework for them. I'm not going to sit right on top of them and make sure. I'm not. I'm, I'm just not. I'm. A lot of that is I, I'm not going to bail them out of every situation. If they're in a bad situation, obviously, I will bail them out. But if you forgot your lunch, and you went to school without your lunchbox, and you want me to bring it to you, I'm not bringing it to you. Right. You're not going to starve to death. You're going to be hungry. And then next time, you're not going to forget your lunchbox. That's what I'm talking well, about. Well, I think that's one of the hard things about parenting is what you know what parents do, and you see it with a lot of people, and it's easy to fall into. It's like everything else in life. You care what other people think. Oh, I don't. You know what? This phase of life for them is about getting them ready to walk out that door at 18 and be able to survive and be a good, solid citizen. I, I know don't what? care. Failing and being told tough stuff, I don't care how other people... My kid, when they get out there, they're going to they're gonna be able to handle it. Right. They're going to be able to handle it because 
I didn't run and pick them up every time. Right. Well, I had one time. This is a couple years ago. Um, we were talking. We were in one of my workout classes, and we were talking about homework. And I said something about like, oh, I, they said, "Did your kid have a lot of homework?" I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, "What do you mean?" I was like, I, I have no clue. They're like, you don't like sit with them and do their homework. I'm like, no, that's not my job. I mean, I don't. I mean, they were in an age where they could do it on their own, you know. Right. And, yeah. And, and and I mean, I'm talking like fifth grade, sixth grade. And they're like, oh. And I'm like, what? You know, they're like, what if they're struggling? I'm like, still not my job. Like, I mean, I the teachers are supposed to, like, if I do my kids' homework and I sit there and make sure they do it and make sure it's right and I say, oh, no, that one's wrong, change it, then they're going to go to school and turn that in and the teacher's going to think they understand multiplication. Right. I want it to reflect my kid is struggling in multiplication. And now it's your job as a teacher right. to fix it. And I always use the analogy, like, if you don't want to help my kid with their math, then I will. But you can come and cook dinner for my family and do my family's laundry and take care of all of that. You can take them to their practices. You can take them to the store when they need mascara. And then I'll take care of the multiplication. But I think that you signed on to be the teacher and I'm their parent. So let's see. Maybe you should help them with their multiplication. Maybe you call me and say maybe they need a tutor and I can do that. But I'm not going to sit there... And explain it, A, I don't have time, B, it's not my job, and C, I don't know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think, know how to do it the way I think if your kid, if you either get a tutor or if, if they need extra help and they want extra help and they got to get better at something, we always help them. Uh, no, I don't, I don't do their homework. I'm gonna I stand, didn't say I'm homework. Gonna stand, no, I, I mean, said if they got to understand and learn something, they come to us and say, I need mm, to go over flashcards for a well, test. Well, I can do that. And I need to. But need I'm not going to gonna teach them how to do multiplication. I'm not saying teach them. I'm saying if they need extra help, like studying or getting things done. Yes, I have absolutely. done study guides. I have done flashcards. I'm not saying that. Right. I'm just saying you have a test in social studies and you want me to read these questions and see if you know the answer. Absolutely. hundred percent. I'll do that. Sure. Do you, but if you, I've had, them, I'm not going to read. I've had them come to me and be like, can you look up and see where I can't find this? In the, no, I'm not going to look up in your social studies book where the answer is you're going to do it. But anyway, in that class, I had these moms look at me like, I was the worst parent in the world because I didn't care because my kids are very resilient. They're very independent and they get their stuff done. And if they don't, they they have to learn consequences, worldly consequences, not just in the home, but they have to learn, okay, I didn't do my stuff. Well, now I'm not going to pass and you got to deal with the consequences that you get at school. And at home. Just like the time they brought me those papers, Kaylee and Brooke, the same time. It was this big questionnaire that I was supposed to fill out for them. They were in high school or middle school. Middle school, I think. And they were like, oh, this needs to be filled out tomorrow for credit. And I'm like, it was like three pages long. Even if it was a page. I was like, when is this due? And they were like, in the morning. you got to do it. And it was like nine at night. And I'm like, how long have you had this? How long have you had this? And they're like, I don't know, like a few days. I'm like, I'm not doing it. They're like, what do you mean you're not doing it? You're just sitting here. It's like, I'm not doing it. We'll fail. I'm like, "Mm, not my fault. Not my fault. You're going to pay the consequence of failing at school and then at home when you bring home a failing grade. So now, next time you get a paper you need your mom to fill out, I suggest you bring it to me right away. Right. And some people think I'm terrible for that. Like, oh my gosh, you let your kid fail an assignment? I absolutely 100% did. But that's the mentality that's, that's, when they say that, you say, I didn't let him fail. Exactly. They chose to fail. Right. Because they weren't diligent. Right. They didn't get done what needs to get done and they count and they're right. and they're hoping that I'll bail them out. Right. 
Right. Right. Well, and it was like it was like two mm. weeks ago when Brooke brought home that Spanish dessert she needed to make for extra credit in Spanish. She sent me the ingredients. I said, do you have everything else? Did you read over how to do it? Yes. I was like, okay, send me the directions to the thing. And no, it's fine. I just need you to get the stuff from the store. So we got the stuff from the store. We come home. I'm going to let her, I'm, I'm going to make her do it because it's her thing, but I'm going to stand there and make sure everything's okay. And she starts putting everything in the bowl and things weren't making sense. And I was like, give me the directions. And she gave me the directions and we needed a food processor. Well, we didn't have a food processor to make this dessert. So I said, Brooke, there's nothing that I can do. I don't have a food processor. I'm not going to go out and buy a food processor for your extra credit. She was like, so you mean I'm not going to get the extra credit? If I fail Spanish, it's all your fault. No, it's your fault because you didn't read the directions and say, Mom, it says food processor. Do we have one of those? Long story short, we ended up figuring it out. We were resilient with it, and we made it in the blender, which I don't know if our blender will ever be the same or ever function again, but we got the job done. But my whole point is, she was starting to blame me because we didn't have a food processor and she might not get her extra credit. It's nowhere near my fault. And I was not. Some parents would have been like, oh, let's go to Walmart, get a food processor real quick. Uh-uh, no way. I don't use a food processor. I'll never use it. You had one, but it broke. So anyway, I just, I don't, we got, we got, we got through worked number, up. We got through number one of 10 relationship rules. We will circle back around this another is gonna day. Be a, a, this is going to be one that we just, we just it, build on. It's a good one that, that, that we got way off. We didn't even, yeah, it, the, the, the point was admit when you're wrong and they're right. And then we ended up in divorce and parenting. So I don't know, but. Which is good. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But that's all I've got. You got me worked up. Get, get something drink. for people to think about, right? Absolutely. So. Enjoy your evening, people. There you go. See you next time. Bye.